0: Non-Americans, what's the craziest rumor you heard about America that turned out to be true? Surfer dudes actually speak like that. Uh, Californians actually speak like that too. This video feels like a nice little full circle on my first video with the channel, which was about things that surprised non-Americans about the US. Thanks for watching these last few months, folks. I'm from Quebec, and when we went down to Boston for a school trip, I sneezed in public and heard two or three people say, Bless you. Quite a weird rumor I had heard not two months prior to that. I thought it was nice. Wait, you don't say bless you when someone sneezes? I mean, it's not like it means anything, so I could understand why. It just seems so strange not to say anything. I mean, how else were we supposed to deal with the demons that escape through sneezes? That people actually get attacked by alligators which got in their pools, specifically referring to Florida here. There are boa constrictors in Florida as well. So apparently yellow school buses are actually a thing in America. I honestly thought it was a cartoon thing, but nope. That Dolly Parton has her own theme park in Tennessee. I thought it was a joke. That woman is a saint. She has a book program for children where once they're born, they'll receive a free children's book once a month until they turn 5. That's amazing. She absolutely is. She's done amazing things for people, especially where she grew up. She deserves far more credit than she already has. My two sons are in that program and she eats at the Mexican restaurant across the street from my house. I live in Nashville. She's super sweet and down to earth. I always thought that Olive Garden in the Simpsons was just code for generic restaurants. I mean, that's not entirely incorrect. Olive Garden is probably the closest you could get to beige if restaurants were colors. And when I first saw the Big Bang Theory, I thought for years that the Cheesecake Factory was a made-up restaurant. Tis such a silly name. If I don't like someone but am still socially obligated to get them a gift, I get them a gift card for Olive Garden or Applebee's. I studied in Maryland for about half a year back in 2017. I'd always heard that Americans are, like, super good at pie. I was pretty much all alone during Thanksgiving since everyone else was with their families. One of the RAs I'd befriended knocked on my door and bought me all different kinds of pie. Dear Lord, I've never tasted anything that delicious. From blueberry to apple to pumpkin. Every single pie. They were all amazing. I actually don't properly know if this is true, but you have like a whole aisle in your supermarkets dedicated to just the hundreds of cereals you have. Mostly true. It's cereal and other breakfast items like granola and oatmeal, but mostly cereal. All the food is bigger. Free refills. I'm from Australia, and all my life I believed Red Solo cups were like 555 area codes, a Hollywood prop. When I emigrated to the US, my mother-in-law was making dinner, and offered me iced tea in a red Solo cup. I lost it, made everyone sign the cup, and I've still got it. Ah, the Solo cup stories always kill me. We had some German exchange students in high school, and one of them loved how many American things were just like in the movies. We rode in the back of a truck to a pizza place for lunch that day, and he was loving it. In the afternoon, there was a party slash get-together at someone's house. The kid was eyeing the stack of Solo cups and coyly asked, Can I keep one? We said sure, and the red Solo cup was the cherry on top of his American experience that day. Masked people come to your house, knock on your door asking for candy. Mostly it's just packs of kids, but sometimes it's whole families. This was my friend's Halloween culture shock. It's a ton of fun to hang out next to the walkway in a costume, pretending to be one of the decorations and scare people as they walk past you. Sports bars are actually exactly how they're portrayed on the TV. Yeah, just much less attractive people. Drink sizes. Holy crap. When my family visited in 2017, we landed in Texas for a stopover. First thing I saw in the shops, part of the terminal, was a dude who was drinking from what actually looked like an actual frickin' bucket. Here in New Zealand, our large drinks would be considered an American small, or maybe medium. We need bigger cups than most of the world since over half the cup is filled with ice. Not exactly crazy, but I wanted to test out the stereotype that Americans will talk to anyone. So I sought out a sports bar on my first visit. Ended up having a ton of really fun conversations with total strangers who I'll never talk to again. It was great. American, I will speak to anyone about anything. I can't even count the number of times I've randomly started conversations with strangers. Become friends within 30 minutes, then never spoken to them again. When I started traveling for work, I'd often find myself in bars or on flights and buses alone, so I'd end up starting a conversation so I could have some human interaction. As a Canadian, it amazes me how much people around the world keep to themselves. I go to a big ski hill in the mountains a lot and look forward to chilling on ski lifts, chatting with some of the wise old skier dudes. I have long heartfelt conversations with randoms dads on airplanes, and it's great. Again, naturalized European narrator here, it seems like such a damn culture shock to have random people engage in conversation and have, or at least seem to have, genuine interest in the conversation. It's deeply unnatural, but quite pleasant for us. Biscuits and gravy is a legit thing. Also, you can ride motorcycles without helmets in some states, and your iced tea isn't sweetened unless you ask for sweet. Nothing could have possibly prepared me for the absolute dichotomy of sweet tea versus iced teas in the comments to this. This is evidently very important to many. A good sausage gravy with sage and black pepper with some good flaky biscuits is one of the best southern comfort foods along with a cup of strong sweet iced tea. Crazy hospitable, turned out to be true. Talkative, turned out to be true as well. Two dollar bills. American state and national parks are some of the most beautiful places on earth. All parks could use more funding, but American parks are well-staffed and maintained. There's real pride there. I love our national and state park systems. One of my state parks recently got a herd of bison, which I haven't seen in the wild since my trip to Yellowstone. The week I graduate, I'm going to go see them and relax in nature. The minimal amount of paid days off you can get from work. A friend of mine from Wisconsin was very proud he got 20 days off per year. If someone in Germany would offer me only 20 days, I would laugh at him and leave. So student loans, how does it work in the USA? In the UK, when you go to a university, you take out a student loan and after uni, when you earn a certain amount per year, a percentage above that threshold goes towards paying it back. However, if you don't earn that much, I don't know how much, maybe 20 to 25k per year, then you pay nothing. Then after a while, if you haven't paid it back, 30 years, maybe 40, then it just disappears and you don't have to pay it. In America, do you have to pay regardless of income? Is there a time limit after which debt expires and disappears? <laughs> no. The only time the debt expires or disappears is if you die or pay it off. Most people have co-signers, which tend to be parents or family members, so even if they die, the co-signer will be forced to pay the student loan debt, on top of dealing with the loss of a loved one. Americans are nice and will stop to talk to strangers. Canadian here, living in Alberta. To anyone who's never been, you'll be blown away by the general American's generosity of their time, knowledge, and helpfulness. I've done a few summers of road trips from Calgary. One time I went to as far east as Ohio, Tennessee, as far south as New Orleans and Dallas, went through the flatlands, and rode up the Rockies the rest of the way home. I have visited almost all the landlocked states, five more to go, and four along the Gulf states, all by car. I've been through a lot of big American cities and a lot of tiny towns. All of you, north to south, make Canadians look like bloody savages. I expected something worse, probably because of television and internet. I ended up leaving your country after the first time I visited, blown away and with a newfound, very real love for my southern neighbors. Been five times on multi-week trips. We'll spend time and money there again. 10 out of 10. America has libraries that are essentially free to use. This was not even a rumor, but more like a sarcastic comment from a friend who heard I was excited to go to the US because he knew what book nerds my entire family are. When I first arrived here 25 years ago, the first day of work at Newark, New Jersey, I walked out at lunchtime and saw the huge central library. The size boggled my mind, but I bravely walked in to check it out. The guy says, "Yep, show me your work ID or local address, and you get a membership card." Me, "How much does it cost?" I only own $80 until I get my first pay. Him? Bemused, almost laughing. (laughs) It's free. You don't pay for anything. It took me some time to recover from the shock of this. So how many books am I allowed to take home? I was expecting that to be a catch. Maybe I need to put down a security deposit for each book. He was now positively enjoying himself. How many can you carry? That day I took home 30 plus books just being greedy and quickly called my dad to tell him about it. For a guy who painstakingly would browse used bookstores in small town India just to get his kids great books to read, he was suitably amazed. He was puzzled if it would kill the bookstore business, because who'd buy if such great free libraries existed? Up to the present day, I feel such gratitude for being able to come here, and when dad visited some years later, I would drop him off at a library on my way to work, and he'd be lost in it all day. To address some of the questions people are now sending me, yes, by take home I meant borrowed to return. Carrying those books home has a story too. The librarian saw my dilemma and wanted to stick to his original, how many can you carry, comment, and would not allow me to discard any. So went off and got me two large bags made of cloth or canvas, like grocery bags. And when I lugged all of that on the train back to New Jersey that evening, I had to walk home from the train station, no car, to a mile away. Normally not bad, but with those books, it was tedious. A cop saw me and gave me a lift home. He loved my story about the library too. India today is slightly better, but as a kid in a small town, the only library I saw was at my school, where books were never allowed to be taken home. And then there was this single shop where you subscribed to borrow some Pulp Fiction. The Asiatic library in Bombay was big. I saw it when I visited my cousins, but it had a wait list. I think, of four years because they couldn't handle too many members. I'm always amazed at what all libraries offer. I took my parents for a movie showing once, set up as a a once-a-month thing for seniors, and they were shocked that it was free. And they were giving away cookies and stuff too, along with pleasant company. My girls have learned to love the library as much as I do, and probably have read more books than most kids at school. My daughter won an award for some accelerated reading, and at age nine, gave a speech about the impact of libraries for her, and how much her dad and grandpa loved them. Thank you, libraries and librarians. This started off as a simple praise of America's libraries, but turned into a really cute, fresh-off-the-boat story that would probably make a number of people want to move to the land of the free. Maybe do your research first, though, folks. As an American, I think you could ask the title question to Americans, because there are some weird friggin' states, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Draw counties, cities where places aren't allowed to be open on a Sunday, or there can only be certain hours on Sunday. Not being able to pump your own gas. Well, 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 there are places where you can't pump your own gas? I feel like I'm an idiot for not knowing this. Oregon here can confirm, afraid to drive outside the state because I don't know how to pump my own gas. That you can identify Texans with the simple phrase, The stars at night are big and bright, and someone else will go, Deep in the heart of Texas. That Hawaiians really like spam. Yeah, and there's a perfectly good reason for it too. After Pearl Harbor, the effects of World War II started in the U.S., and rationing became a thing. Well, it turns out that it's kind of hard to get fresh rations to an island that imports a lot. So, for meat, they had to make do with spam. Human ingenuity prevails, and dishes were made. And that's how Hawaii learned to love spam. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. The honking. I thought it was a movie stereotype. Then I went to New York. It's rare outside the big cities, though, in my opinion. If you think that's bad, try going to India. Parents were from the USSR. They were freaking shocked about how nice you Americans are. They said that y'all were a weird type of nice, but nice regardless. It didn't even matter that they were from the USSR, moved to the States post-collapse. You Americans seemed to accept them anyway. I, American, had such a pleasant interaction with a tourist from Russia the other day, in Walmart of all places. I saw a man that clearly looked confused in the auto section, so I walked toward him and he tried to explain what he was looking for, but he hardly spoke any English at all. So I pulled my phone out to use Google Translator and told him to speak into my phone. The translation came back that he was looking for detergent for bugs in Love Bed. So I took him to an aisle to look for bed bug Killer. He looked so confused and pulled out a piece of paper that had lovebug wash, written on it in English. So I took him back to the auto section and helped him pick out some car soap. He kept saying, God bless, to me. We laughed a lot through the process and I thought it was so cool that we could speak different languages but still communicate. To clarify, lovebug is a type of fly, we call them lovebugs, because after mating, adult pairs remain coupled, even in flight, for up to several days, like they're in love. But we get them in huge numbers during mating season, spring or summer, because of this, a lot of cars will be covered in these love bugs that they ran into the road. This is Florida, by the way. Sorry, sorry, I let this one get quite far off track. Because I was so interested in the gosh darn lovebugs. Also, why do all the weirdest things seem to converge on Florida? They have milk in gallon cartons. When I visited America, I went to a supermarket for some breakfast stuff, cereal and milk. All they had was milk in gallons. Who could possibly have that much milk? I asked for a smaller carton, and the lady who worked there just laughed at me and asked me if we just don't like milk in England very much. Uh, Many supermarkets have half gallons and quarter gallons, but honestly, I'm surprised that it's an issue. I live alone and go through a gallon of milk in just a few days. I drink at least seven gallons a day to ensure I get enough calcium. That American kids eat straight sugar. Walked onto the playground and saw kids chugging these long, thin sticks. I'd try and it was just colored sugar. They called them pixie sticks. Oh boy, wait till you find out about fun dips. You have a hard candy stick, so all sugar, that you lick and then dip into a colored sugar sack to make it stick to the sugar stick. Then you lick the sugar powder off the sugar stick. After you finish all the powder, you eat the stick. Before I came to the States, as we called it, I lived in Germany. The area I lived in had no fireflies, so when I got to the States, I did not believe my eyes. As I finally saw fireflies light up the world as I fell asleep, I also thought that New York City was a popular fictional city. I didn't believe it actually existed. At the time, it seemed too large and extraordinary to possibly exist. For those talking about other countries, I didn't know there were other countries at the time either. I only knew of places I had lived, which was Germany and soon to be the US. I was never told about the concept of countries until I went to an American school. The take me out to the ball game song that's apparently sung at baseball games. Still not entirely sure that guy wasn't taking the mickey out of me. Female here. I've been in bathrooms where the gap between the stall and the door is so big I felt the need to cover it with my purse just to get some privacy. The absolute worst is when some mother brings her grubby-handed son into the bathroom and you see a freaking eight-year-old's eye staring at you from the other side of the door. That your country is huge. I got off the plane and asked the cab guy how far the hotel was and he said about 30 miles. I almost had a heart attack. Turns out cabs are cheaper than the UK, though. I can't remember the price I paid, but I was pleasantly surprised. The UK cabs are like £4 per mile. Also, you would get laughed out of the taxi for asking to go 30 miles and not taking the train. Not really crazy, but I just learned you guys have like outdoor sirens that get tested somewhat frequently. I've only heard those noises in video games and movies until my friend sent me a clip, because I had no idea it actually happened. In many areas of the U.S., these sirens are used to warn of impending severe weather and potential tornadoes. Sirens are tested on the first Tuesday of the month at 10 a.m. around Chicago. My dad heard this crazy rumor about everyone getting drunk and wearing green for one day a year. He obviously didn't know this was a holiday and was like WTF. When he came to the U.S. and he discovered St. Patrick's Day, he was amazed. My dad is from China, for you affronted Irish people. (laughs) St. Patrick's Day in the US is an excuse for ordinary Americans to act the way that middle aged Londoners act when on holiday in Dublin, only with more plastic leprechaun hats and glitter. Yeah, and on top of that, suddenly everyone's part Irish. When I say suddenly part Irish, I'm not implying everyone's lying. A lot of them are probably telling the truth, since there's so many Irish Americans. What I meant is that no one mentions this fact until St. Patrick's Day. People of Walmart. One of the nicest people in one of the towns I lived in is pictured on People of Walmart. He's known as Willie the Pimp, or just Mr. Willie. Older gentleman, just likes to dress flashy because it makes people smile to see beautiful things. Before he got too old to drive, you could spot his car by the flower arrangements he attached to the side of the front bumper. As a Brit living in America, the amount of pharmaceutical commercials on TV is creepy. Smiling person living life to the fullest. Narrator? Side effects include anal bleeding, gigantism, lupus, skin shedding, and death. Ask your doctor about Prolax today. The SAT exam being multiple choice. Multiple choice exams in general. That you can get into university just by being good at sports. Like what the frick? Yep, most schools have academic and athletic scholarships, not just academic ones. It's not always a full ride, and you still have to qualify academically, which is occasionally a problem, but that's usually a bare minimum baseline. The reason is that college sports are almost as popular as professional sports, especially football and basketball. Those sports bring money and fame to players and schools, so it's common for schools to try and get the best players to commit. The school I went to, UVA, won the most recent college basketball championship, and now they're well known around the US. Nearly every man is circumcised regardless of religion. Checking in, Catholic, am snipped. I had an interaction with a British friend online where I said that something looks like a flaccid peepee and he was really confused. When I traced over what I was saying, we realized that I was picturing a flaccid, circumcised peepee, and he, being more familiar with the uncut variety, hadn't seen what I did. It was the first time I realized that other parts of the world wouldn't be inclined to circumcise every male child. Now I'm just not sure why it's so pervasive in the US to begin with. They have garbage disposals in their kitchens. That's so wild to me. To clarify, I'm from the UK. I'm aware that they're not the same as bins or trash cans and that they're mainly for food waste and scraps. I'm also delighted that they're called garburetors in Canada. Homeowners associations. What the frick is up with that? The place that my wife and I bought came with a busybody of an HOA president. We got a freaking note stapled to our gate that said our clothes line had to be removed because it was an eyesore, so I wrote back and told her about how crappy our dryer is and that we're in the freaking desert anyway, so hanging them up is the most environmentally friendly way to dry clothes anyway. Still got another note during laundry day the following week, so I stapled a note to her door that said, if you want me to have a good dryer, then buy me one. Otherwise, kindly F off. Haven't heard from her since, not even a note. Hope she's okay. When you sail west, you arrive in America and not India. Then why do they call them Indians? Phew, this guy. Can you really just buy a Glock at Walmart? At my local Walmart, you can bring your car in for an oil check, get an eye exam, get a haircut, eat lunch at the in-store subway, purchase a Glock, purchase groceries, purchase a freaking couch, then go home once the background check for the Glock is finished and the oil change is done. Other things I forgot to add, you can purchase alcohol depending on state. You can get your taxes done there, you can get your birthday cake made, print pictures from a USB, phone, etc., get dog tags made, get spare keys made, rent movies, pick up a full-course meal for dinner at the deli. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.